Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for November 16th, 2023, episode number 76. I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And here are this week's headlines. Fran Dreschner responds to SAG-AFTRA deal critics. The film Imaginary cast gets settled. And there is a Terminator anime trailer that is out. Loki season one finale and how it came to be. Deadline reports that Fran Dreschner addressed concerns about the new SAG-AFTRA deal. She said, I want you to know that nobody was thrown underneath the bus. Sticking points included AI and its future in the business, although success-based bonuses for streaming shows that are doing well got some support. The contract negotiation is even more expansive than the other prior ones, certainly more than I've been involved in the last 23 years here. We will do our very best to try to get the completed in time and published for the purposes of ratification vote on the 18-page summary of the agreement, said Duncan Crabtree Ireland, who is the chief negotiator. One of the chief critics is Justine Bateman, and on X, she said, you will be in competition with an infinite number of AI objects that the studios slash streamers can freely use and a whole cast of AI objects instead of human actors. Eliminates the need for a set or any crew at all. Time will tell on this one. Hard work by the negotiators for sure. There is more of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 76, so stay tuned. Variety reports that Blumhouse has settled its cast for its latest horror film, Imaginary. Tom Payne and Betty Buckley were recently cast. The film is out March 8, 2024. The story centers on Jessica, played by DeWanda Wise, as she moves back to the family home with her family. Alice, played by Piper Broen, develops an attachment to a stuffed bear, which turns out to be more than the average stuffed bear toy. Sounds a little bit like Annabelle, doesn't it? From Deadline, Netflix has dropped the first teaser for Terminator anime. Here is his official synopsis. A future war has ravaged for decades between the few human survivors and an endless army of machines. 1997, the AI known as Skynet gained self-awareness and began its war against humanity. Caught between the future and this past is a soldier sent back in time to change the fate of humanity. She arrives in 1997 to protect a scientist called Malcolm Lee, who works to launch a new AI system designed to compete with Skynet's impending attack on humanity. As Malcolm navigates the moral complexities of his creation, he is hunted by an unrelenting assassin from the future, which forever alters the fate of his three children. Deadline reports that Loki's season finale was all about developing the character played by Tom Hiddleston. Spoiler! So if you don't want to hear this, fast forward ahead. Loki actually realizes that he has to save time and his friends. No longer the god of mischief, 
He is now the God of stories, and his and everyone else's. Going into season two, it felt like an opportunity to bring gravity to the series to step up a level because we marched up the line and got to the man behind the curtain, and the stakes got extremely high at the end of the season. Let's keep climbing. Let's keep building. That was from head writer Eric Martin to Deadline. I want to make it always as difficult as possible for our characters. The harder the journey, the more valuable the victory, the more satisfying the conclusion. I wanted Loki down 30 miles of a rough road, like, let's make this hard. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, no strangers to time bending like their film The Endless, stepped in to direct episodes four through six. What is cool about this, there's one side of inheriting a project that has an enormous amount of interweaving storylines and characters that can sound complicated. But then there's another way to take it, which is you're walking in on a character that inherently has baggage and everybody knows it and what it is. That was from Aaron Moorhead. Look for Loki's actions rippling through the multiverse. Enough said. Speaking of Benson and Moorhead, they have taken on directing Daredevil Born Again. The duo spoke to the rap. We have the best answer for you. So you see the space we're in right now? This is our office. And we just found out we have an office about 45 minutes ago. And that's where we're at with Daredevil. Moorhead continued. It's day zero, he explained currently just consuming Daredevil content, not just a Netflix show, but all the possible material. We're just making our stew of information nice and thick. Look for Daredevil Born Again on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be in 2024. Game Rant has a story on a new game described as Destiny Meets Diablo. It's called Desolation. From Stratosphere Games and the looter-shooter with some RPG thrown in. The game takes place in the future where humanity must eliminate a parasitic alien race that endangers the galaxy. The Berlin-based developer says that the early access will be available later this November. There's more of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 76 for November 16, 2023, so stick around. Rebel Moon could signal the franchise Netflix has wanted. Tech Radar reports that Zack Snyder revealed it during a geeked weekend with a 30-minute presentation. In it, we see Cora Sophia Botella, a stranger with a mysterious past who finds a new home among a settlement of farmers on a moon known as Vite. However, Cora and her newfound friend's peace is disturbed when forces from a tyrannical mother world a universal powerhouse, a la the Star Wars Galactic Empire, arrive with an axe to grind. The baddies' leaders, Regent Balisarius, Fra Fee, and his cruel emissary, Admiral Noble, Ed Screen, he's good at playing those kind of guys, seek retribution against Vite after its people unwittingly sold their crops to the Blood Axes, a group of insurgents hunted by the Motherworld. Resolving to protect her new home at any cost, Korra sets out across the galaxy to round up a team of warriors to defend Vite against seemingly insurmountable odds. 
you can read more details about the movie's development, cast lists, and story beats in Tech Radar's Rebel Moon Guide. Variety has a story on the Gen V finale, with Derek Liu, who plays the bi-gender Jordan. We got so fortunate that me and London are so similar and so different, which I think is beautiful for Jordan, because what we really wanted to show was, in Jordan's male form, I'm a little more reserved, a little less confident, and less confrontational. In Jordan's female form, they have more of a swag and are a little more punk rock and a little more confrontational and have that dry humor. The way we describe it is that the female Jordan is the mask we wear, and then when we're in our male form, the mask is off, and it's like an open wound. Gen V streams on Prime Video. More at Variety.com. James Gunn says Superman Legacy is on track, as he tells Deadline, thanks to the efforts of our talented crew, who never lost faith during the longest strikes in Hollywood history, and who never let their foot off the pedal, continuing to barrel forward, creating the most amazing character and set designs I've seen in my entire career. Look for Superman Legacy July 11th, 2025. At Tour.com, Emily Thede has an excerpt from The Cursed Light. When the gods make the rules, the players must choose, sacrifice their love to save the world, or choose love and let it burn. Six months after saving their island from destruction and almost losing Dante, Alessa is ready to live happily ever after with her former bodyguard. But Dante can't rest, haunted by a conviction that the gods aren't finished with them yet. And without his powers, the next kiss from Alessa could kill him. Desperate for answers, Dante enlists Alessa and their friends to find the exiled Quixote in hopes of restoring his powers and combining forces with them to create the only army powerful enough to save them at all. But Alessa is hiding a deadly consequence of their last fight, a growing darkness that's consuming her mind, and their destination holds more dangers than anyone bargained for. In the mysterious city of the banished, Dante will uncover secrets, lies, and ghosts from his past that will force him to ask himself, which side is he on? When the gods reveal their final test, Dante and Alessa will be the world's last defense. But if they are the keys to saving the world, will their love be the price of victory? There's more of the excerpt at Tour.com. Interesting uh, novel, definitely has my interest. It's called This Cursed Light. Also at Tour.com, Judith Tarr looks at Natasha Bowen's Skin of the Sea. In her review, she writes, In Skin of the Sea, Natasha Bowen engages explicitly with Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid. She takes the bones of the story, the seven mermaid sisters, the youngest with her rebellious spirit and her fascination with humans, the ruler of the seas whose commands she is bound to obey, and the price of resistance, both physical pain and literal dissolution, into drift of sea home and gives him a whole new life and home in West Africa. The result is a classic fantasy 
with a fresh and refreshing take on an ordinary fairy tale. Solomon's world is more science fictional, trending towards Afrofuturism. Owens is a combination of fantasy genres, historical fantasies, quest fantasy, and epic fantasies. The protagonist, Simidel, was born human, taken captive by white raiders and flung into the sea from one of their ships. She was rescued by one of 400 Yorba gods or Osias, Yemoha, the mother of Osiris and ruler of the seas. More at tour.com. I love the Afrofuturism center. And here are today's list. Screen Rant has the 10 exciting things to anticipate from House of the Dragon Season 2. Here's a sample. Amon reveals to the Greens that he accidentally killed Lucifer, starting the civil war and causing potential anger and tension. Season 2 will introduce new assassins named Blood and Cheese, hired by Daemon Targaryen for vengeance over Lucius' murder. Look for more dragons too, and some grown-up versions of the ones we've already seen. More at Screen Rant. And Screen Rant has the 10 best movies about time travel paradoxes. Here's a short sample. Interstellar. With originality from Christopher Nolan, he's crafted a masterpiece, which Screen Rant and I agree on. The Terminator. Interesting take that Kyle Reese is the father of John Connor, who sends him back in time so Connor can be born. Great idea. Tenant. Another Christopher Nolan movie. He set up the rules of the game, so to speak, and sticks with them. But pay attention. It's so easy to get lost. And lastly, for our purposes, is Back to the Future. Marty goes back in time so his parents can meet and fall in love. Kind of like the Kyle Reese-John Connor thing, but a little different. I love Back to the Future, too. How Marty travels back to the first movie. Clever and risky. But to me, it works. And that is my Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 76, for November 16th, 2023. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I'll have special programming then. And you can subscribe to Sci-Fi Talk Plus for free for a lifetime. Click on the link in the show notes. This is Tony Tolado.